with me. Let's let the Word of God speak to us this morning. I'm going to read from three passages of Scripture, make very little to no comment about them, and then we're going to give our invitation this morning. We want the Word of God to speak to us, and the Word of God will speak to us. Isaiah chapter number 6 I thought about these three passages while sitting here listening to the singing this morning and the sweetness of the service. What we say about the Bible at times may be rich, may even be very rich, but it'll never be as rich as the Word of God itself. Isaiah 6. I'm thinking about being in the presence of the Lord and what that often produces. Isaiah 6, beginning in verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for for I am undone. You remember he pronounced six woes in chapter 5. As a matter of fact, he was pointing fingers in chapter 5. He gets in the presence of the Lord in chapter 6. Verse 5, he says, then said I, woe is me. For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one flew of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard a voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me two things produced in the life of Isaiah when drawn into the presence of the Lord. Number one is humility, and number two is a willingness. Look with me to Revelation chapter 1, please. Humility and a willingness to serve in whatever capacity. In Revelation chapter number 1, you remember that John had been exiled to the island of Patmos, which was a narrow and small uh, island. There were hardened criminals and political criminals that were exiled here. John would have been treated like a hardened criminal being a Christian. He's exiled here, and we believe it to be a Sunday. The Lord's Day in the New Testament is the first day of the week, right? I'm convinced of that. It's the day he rose from the grave. It's the only special day mentioned in all the New Testament, the Lord's Day. It's the only special day mentioned in the New Testament. God gave the Jew in the Old Testament the Sabbath, the seventh day. He didn't give that to the church. He gave that to the Jew. That was a sign. That was a token of his covenant with his people, the Sabbath, the seventh. We worship on the first day. That's when our blessed Lord rose from the grave. We're convinced he came out before the rock was moved, before the stone was moved. The stone didn't have to be moved for him to get out. Amen. He goes into the upper room. 
Nobody opened the door, the window, or anything else. He just walks through it. The stone was rolled away so we could look in, not so that he could get out. As a matter of fact, the earth is his in the fullness thereof. He owns it all. We were just recently preaching through the life of Christ, and we're still in the life of Christ, and we'll be for some time. When those wise men spoke of his star, which was in the east, he owns that star, and he owns all the stars. They're all his. The Milky Way is his. The northern lights are his. The galaxies are his. He can do what he wishes. But when we're called up in his presence, Revelation 1, verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you in peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. All God's people said. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, John writes, truth. He says, Amen. I am Alpha. And Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos, Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice. That's interesting, isn't it? You ever turn to see a voice? You hear the voice. He said, I turned to look at the voice. I turned to see him. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Watch what John says he did when he was drawn into his presence and realized where he was. He said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am. That's his signature, Right? Moses asked at the burning bush when they asked me who sent me, what am I going to say? I stutter, I stammer. What am I going to say? He said, tell them I am sent you. That's his signature. That's Jehovah's signature. When John, the Baptist, the baptizer would sign his name at the bank, he'd sign it. He must increase. I must decrease. Paul would sign his name, not I. But Christ, 
Uh, John said, I fell at his feet as a dead man. And then he said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man. He laid his hand, right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. Do you believe that today? And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Song of Solomon, chapter 5. May we continue to grow in an appreciation of just loving the scriptures, reading the scriptures, reverencing the word of God. It is the word of God, you know. It's not something that is fictitious. This is the living word of God. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is what we hide in our hearts that we might not sin against God. We don't live for God because we get... Stirred up sometimes, and we all do get stirred up sometimes. Thank God we can't. We live for God because of the truth of his word. You know the story, don't you? This is the second time that Shunammite, the Shulamite, the bride of Solomon, has been separated from her beloved. She procrastinates. Procrastination is delayed obedience, and delayed obedience is disobedience. He puts his hand to the door. He wants to come in. And she says, I'm not going to open the door. I'm already upon my bed of ease. Why should I be inconvenienced for you? It's a picture of Christ and his bride, you know. The Bible says in the Song of Solomon, chapter number 5, of course, she gets up, she goes to the door, but he's already moved. He's removed himself. She's so troubled by this that she procrastinated. What she should have done was got up and opened the door for Solomon. When she goes to the door, he's already gone. So she gets herself ready and goes into Jerusalem. The key to the Song of Solomon is understanding who's talking, right? If you're not careful, you'll attribute words of the Shulamite to Solomon and the words of Solomon to the Shulamite. And if you're not careful, you'll attribute the words of the daughters of Jerusalem to the Shulamite. It's good to know who's talking in which passage. Song of Solomon 5 and verse 8, I charge you. Here she's speaking. She's so troubled about what she's done. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am sick of love. She's missing him. The daughters of Jerusalem respond in verse number 9, What is thy beloved more than another beloved? O thou fairest among women, what is thy beloved more than another beloved that thou dost so charge us? We didn't know there was such a beloved. We didn't know there was such a one that could move upon the heart of an individual and so draw them unto himself. Uh, She said, you want to know? She said, my beloved is wide and ruddy, the chiefest among 10,000. She said, his head is as the most fine gold, his locks are bushy and black as a raven. She said, his eyes, said, if you could look into his eyes, you would know what I'm talking about. She said, his eyes were as the eyes of doves by the rivers of waters, washed with milk and fitly set. His cheeks are as a bed of spices, as sweet flowers. His lips like lilies dropping sweet-smelling myrrh. She said, his hands are as gold rings set with a barrel, his belly is his bright ivory overlaid with sapphires. His legs are as pillars of marble, 
marble set upon sockets of fine gold. His countenance is as Lebanon, excellent as the cedars. She said, his mouth is most sweet. That word, yea, that follows there is a word where she's troubled. She's looking for words. She's just spoke a mouthful. But then she says he's altogether lovely. She said, looking them up and down, I find no fault in him. He's altogether lovely. Watch this. She said, this is my beloved and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. When she uses that word, yea, verse number 16, she's saying, I've told you about him, but I've not even told you about him. Seems we came in this morning with thankful and grateful hearts. It might be a good time to just find ourselves in his presence and do as Isaiah or do as John fall before his feet, perhaps even with a grateful heart. Why don't we stand?